back to the darkroompodcast.com. And I'm Matt. Today we're talking about Mothman. Matt is bad at picking up cues. It's okay. He's still new to this. I'm, I'm off guard because there's no this warden is what, you're, in you're the basement today. Fourth permanent guest spot. Fourth? We definitely Fifth? did more than four. Well, there was ones where you were just a guest. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Time's now a flat circle. Guest. <laughs> Time's a flat circle. Ever since Jared took care of the other one. That's what I'm saying. He's not here today. He's lucky we don't make a break for it. I know, right? Like he had to leave. Oh, I got to go get my child. Stay here. I mean, there was a lot of locks that I heard click on his way out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm anyway. pretty sure he hired a guard. You know who would need a lot of locks? The Mothman. Which I, my whole life, believed one because of cartoons specifically, but also just like the name and things that he was, he looked like a moth. I always. And I violently defended that when me, because this is a Mothman part two for us here because ryan we did it but it was like it was when we used to do two things at a time so i researched the denver international airport he did mothman and he he i don't believe that he believes in things he says he does but uh at no point did he actually describe what the mothman was he just told people what it's not i like the statue they made of him does it look like a bug it kind of looks like a man, like a superhero with like a bug face. That's what I've always imagined. Big, big butterfly there's like, wings. There's a specific cartoon image of it that I always like the one where it's always like the guy going to the light. Yeah, that one, that yeah. meme. That is how I imagine the Mothman, but he's a bird. So I don't know where they started calling him Mothman because I don't know if it actually says. Um, something I saw said it was around the time that like Batman was getting more and more popular, and there is a villain who never made it to the TV show. It was in the comics called Killer Moth. Okay. And he was a man theme like thematically was a moth. But at that same time, wasn't there a superhero called Birdman? Yeah. Who then went on to become a lawyer. <laughs> Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. So yeah, even though he's not a moth man, he's never described as a moth man. He's more like a bipedal owl. Owl was the best description I got for what it looked like, which I guess if you squint hard enough and you remove the beak. Could be moth-ish. Well, like imagine, Big round eyes. Yeah. And the round gray face. Imagine him sitting on like a, some kind of like, not a stump, but like a trunk of a half-fallen tree or something. You just see a silhouette. <laughs> be pretty spooky. He also apparently waddles like an owl. So he's usually gray, brown, or black. Darker shades. That's what I saw. Described as being seven foot tall. I think this is one time where there's not that many discrepancies on height when it comes to a monster. Because we've talked yeah, about... Yeah, he's I mean, We're dunking. like six... Seven, 13, 15 feet. He's 15 feet tall. Like it's so many, long. like very different descriptions of it with a wingspan that's 10 to 15 feet long and is able to fly over 100 miles per hour. Yep. Now, one of the things that I looked up because I was like, what's the bird with the longest wingspan? And the longest bird, the bird with the biggest wingspan is the wandering albatross and it's only 12 feet. Yeah. The thing is, I then looked up how big of a wingspan it would need to be to carry away like a human average height okay know, five ten six foot so 12 feet for the, the the wandering albatross it stands three to four feet tall yeah that's big that's shorter than people though yeah but for a bird and it's way shorter than seven feet true for a human to fly its wingspan would need to be 6.7 meters or 21.9816 feet that's too big that's well, the other thing is the wings would be so heavy themselves that it wouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> so 
That's as far as my I don't think the Mothman could be real things go. Yeah. Because one, it's already got too small a wingspan for its massive size. And B, if it had the wingspan for its massive size, seven feet would have to be bigger than what the average human stands and therefore making him super big. But also, a lot of the things say that when he flies, his wings don't flap. Yeah, they don't flap. It's a soaring kind of thing. I always just go back to, I mean, the Sandhill Crane or the Great Blue Heron. I don't think they fly without flapping their wings. They are soaring birds, though. But not straight from the ground. No, no. But I mean, like, you see this thing flying above your car, you know, I hope you're still driving and looking forward. And the time you look forward, look up, you know, look back a second time, you probably don't see it flap in between because they're just riding thermals. Nah, man, I just watch straight at birds while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. But I was a delivery man for oh, many, yeah. many years. And the one thing my wife doesn't understand is sometimes I don't watch the road <laughs> at all because as a delivery person, that gets boring. She's had, she's been with me in the car while I'm looking out the side me window and I'm just like looking at stuff. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Go back to driving. This mode. is why no one trusts <laughs> delivery drivers. We're so good at it that it never becomes a problem. That's what I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. The first sighting of the Mothman was reported in Point Pleasant, West Virginia between yeah November 15th, 16th, 1966 and then it lasted until about December 1967. You are right. The, the 16th is the first newspaper article. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, did I forget more numbers? Did I type stuff wrong? I was so confused for a minute. Well, so, so when you first start hearing about this, it like it makes you it makes it sound like there were so many sightings between November uh, 66 and December 67, and it's really just like there was a couple sightings from that first instance, and then that bridge collapses. Well, I think a couple I, of years later, I think growing up with the Jersey Devil, I learned a long time ago, like as a child, mm-hmm. that when it comes to monster sightings and how often they happen, it's not as often as one might think. Yeah. They're like, oh, it happens. Oh, there was another one and another one. And then you're like, oh, wow, there's so many of these. You're like, some of these are 25 years apart. But these ones all happen. There's like several that happened within like a year. So here. Yeah, very true. Um, but then there's also a bunch of other weird stuff happening. Um, we were just talking before we turned it on about the documentary that we were watching. I have that down. It's the Mothman of Point Pleasant. Um, and in that though, there's a man like this is before like the sighting. And mm-hmm. this is, I, I guess they tried to say that this could be connected, but there's also a lot of other weird stuff that was happening at the same time in West Virginia. I don't know if it has something to do with people there. I was going to say something else, but I guess I won't. Well, not to, not to go too far off, but they even have like the Flatwoods monster has almost the same description just without the wings. Wait, isn't, didn't we talk about the Flatwoods monster when we talked about Dogman and how he might be that? Or no, no, I'm thinking of something else. I mean, I'm, to to be honest, uh, Dogman comes up on the the Mothman page as related cryptids. Nice. So possibly. I thought that's where we were. But then again, I don't remember that being in Virginia. So I. Yeah, this I, one is West Virginia. I think I'm thinking of something. They else. also say the Owl Man, but. It, that is what the Mothman is. Yeah. That apparently. It has, it has a well, no, that's entry. true. Because I heard that people years before the Mothman sightings, there's people that were describing incidents of seeing a bird man. And in the documentary, The Mothman of Point Pleasant, that's where I saw that stuff. I didn't really dig deeper into that because I already had. Too much information yeah, to drag yeah. stuff into 45 minutes. Um, but no, yeah. So like, apparently there was like decades of people citing it. This is when they started naming it and there was reports coming. Yeah. 
And it all started because, well, let's do this one first. In in the documentary at the beginning, since you did watch that at least, there's a man talking about him and his wife are watching TV and then the TV gets real loud and explodes. Yeah. And his dog's on the porch going nuts, barking at like the field, which is connected to the the TNT area or whatever they call it. Yeah. Uh, now known as McClintic Wildlife Management, which I guess is not fully accurate. Because that's only 3,000 of the 8,000 oh, acres okay. that made up the TNT fields or whatever the fuck. Um, but his TV explodes. And while his wife is panicking over that, he's like, what's my dog doing? Yeah. Which German Shepherd, honestly, by the way. Honestly, probably don't care much as my, my dog if my TV just made a giant noise and exploded. Because I would probably just think that there's an electrical fire coming. Yeah. I don't think I'd be like. Or a poltergeist. What's happening outside with the dog? But anyway, the dog, I guess, ran towards a barn back there okay. where he may have seen or didn't see something and then towards the TNT fields and then was never heard from again. So Mothman fails the does the dog die? That's true. I was I was going to say he never hurts anybody, but the dog was never seen again. Maybe the dog was just like took his chance to leave. Well, my theory. Maybe the Mothman's got a dog now. My theory when it comes to Mothman is similar to my theory when it comes to Bigfoot. Okay. That- Mothman is an interdimensional. I was going to say extra dimensional. That's one of the things. Because there's always down. flashes of lights that are connected to him too. Yeah, and the guy, uh, this guy specifically, um, I don't have his name. I don't. Either. Um, he Do said he said he never saw red eyes. It was yeah. never something he said. He saw red lights. Yeah, and they were moving. Like so, eyeballs don't swirl. You know, and the amount of alien stuff that follows this, I firmly believe aliens are hunting Bigfoot through interdimensional. Oh my god, dimensions. And, what and if Bigfoot I think when, is an alien who's hiding from the moth. He's a time felon. No, they're both time felons the, running. What if it's just, what if the wings and the moth head are, are just gear and he's a time cop? Do that. Yo. Yo. <laughs> and he's after That would Bigfoot. make sense why the wings don't need to flap yep. because it's jetpack. And they said uh, in one instance, the red eyes were uh, six inches apart and two inches wide. Goggles that are lit up. <laughs> Possibly. All right. I'm on for that. I'm on for that, that he's a he's an international dime cop, and Bigfoot is one of the people he's chasing. Yeah, he's trying to Jean-Claude Van Damme him. <laughs> I thought I actually wrote that down, but I guess I did it. That I was like, maybe, maybe it's a time crime. So the, the area that was once a World War II TNT factory still has a bunch of abandoned, like, bunker things i don't know what to call the buildings because they don't look like they ca- see they're I, more like silo type things but they're bunkers and they're underground but there's also like regular is, military is, installations prove like expose my ignorance here is everything underground a bunker or does it have to be fortified i don't know when i always assume if it's the military yeah because everything that they build is fortified yeah did you see that picture it's like if you look it up it's like a, a, a an overgrown doorway and they're like this is the mothman's house and it's just a tunnel underground <laughs> like it's like a hobbit hole that's been abandoned yeah but then like there's also giant roads around it like i never knew exactly what they meant when they would talk about this place i always just imagined like i don't know why but i just always imagined there's just a bunch of little bunker things like just on top of each other like everywhere like I feel like when I was a kid, I saw something like that. And so that's how, like, remember when, um, maybe MySpace, it might be before Facebook even, but those little things would pop up, like creepiest places. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like a dude who was like exploring like this abandoned thing. And it was like literally just a bunch of bunkers right next to each other oh, like no, that. That sounds cool though. Yeah. I don't know. I remember something like that. And then the dude went down and it was like grand, his granddad's and he found his granddad was a Nazi or something. I don't know. It was old. I also think it was staged. Mm. Like, I it just, was made to be real. And then it was like, they found it later. 
I always liked uh, weird U.S. when they're like, 13 states got a tunnel straight to hell. I'm like, how many exits does hell have? Many. It's super easy to get there, actually. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not as hard as people think. The devil won't make me a deal, though. I don't know why. Yeah, and, and you kissed him a bunch at the crossroad. Ryan keeps telling me it's because I have nothing to offer. But I'm like, well, I have something to offer if everybody else does. Yeah, you're like, come on, I got something. Or he tells me it's because I want it too much. Mm, maybe that's what it is. That's you're- why Jared's demon won't talk to me. Because <laughs> I keep asking it to. Um, <laughs> this, But I've never seen, I saw an aerial picture of this when I was doing research for it. And it's like a big square. I also, like, I never know what to picture when I think of military bases. I think I always think of air, like, like Area 51. I was going like to say, hangers, like, that's, like, that's like an air base. Yeah. So it's I mean, totally Area 51 different. is an Air Force bunker, isn't it? Or Air Force yeah, base. it's an Air Force base. So it's all Air Force, like, air, like, it's an airfield. So that's what I always imagine every fucking military base to look like. Or I imagine every single one you've ever seen from any desert movie. Yeah. Where it's like makeshift huts, but it's not. Some of them are full on just towns. Yeah, like Fort Dix. Yeah. It like literally is like a little town. There's a store, there's housing, there's like the administrative area. This is not a thing like that because it's literally just a a box road, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of little bunker things and then like a couple of above ground buildings that are all abandoned and stuff. Um, But that made sense then because at first I'm sitting there, I'm like, how do people use this as a drag strip? Because like there's a bunch of stories of back in that time. It was a lover's lane and, mm-hmm. a, and, a, and a drag strip. Kids would take their cars there to race. And I'm like, where? It's the woods in a field. But there's a road there. There's maybe, a big, I mean, if it was road. If it was drag, maybe it's just like a like a quarter mile. It's not that long, right? Well, the roads are long. Like, if you look it up, it's it's a pretty big It's 8,000 square feet. Oh, that's There's true. a big square road And it was like they specifically it. said drag racing. You only need a little straight area. Yeah. yeah. So the a bunch, first. A bunch of them hit trees, I bet. I, every time I imagine drag racing from back in that time, I always just imagine the movies where it was towards a cliff. Oh, God. Like, like, that's <laughs> the only lose, way. you fly off. That's the only way I can picture it. That's how they did it. Was that how it was in Greece when they did the motorcycle race? Greece 2. I don't did think the I motor- saw the second one. I don't know. I, what? I like the second one better, and I know that that'll make I saw the first mad. one in school. In school? Mm-hmm. That's not appropriate. We definitely watched it in school. That's one of those movies that probably deserved at least an R rating that I think is PG. <laughs> There's sexual assault in that movie. I mean, poor, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, too. Those are rated R. Oh, that's true. So is Porky's, which I know you were about to yeah, say. Yeah, I was going to say Porky's. <laughs> I remember watching Porky's as a kid and everybody being like, yeah, this is a great movie. You should check this out. I'm like, yeah, grownups. Nothing wrong with this movie for me. Um, the 80s and 90s were weird yeah between that and milk money i thought it was like just something that you did as kids when you had friends and you would go and you'd find a girl to touch all your penis at one time (laughs) i thought that was normal based off those movies glad that before i got to there i grew up and i learned that that's not how that works (laughs) wait a minute i don't just get to go to the store wait 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 wait. buy it i don't just gather 10 of my friends and go to a place and give a lady ten dollars and then she touches all our penises (laughs) crazy 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 (laughs) <laughs> i also feel like maybe not maybe not but i also feel like real sex workers have standards to not fuck 11 year olds yeah <laughs> i want to say i believe you yeah in there yeah i feel like there's they've got to say no to some people but in this area do for that situation drag racing racing wasting drag wasting drag wasting situation um the one of the most famous sightings and the one that kind of set off the whole mothman thing happened 
Um, it was Roger and Linda Scarberry, which that's a sweet name. And Steve and Mary Mallet, less sweet. Name. Yeah. I, the second one, I actually did a pronunciation to make sure. I'm like, nah, still lame. <laughs> You're like, maybe it's Mayette. Maybe it's Spanish. Maybe it's pronounced in a French way. <laughs> no, it's Mallet. Malette. Malette. Now I don't know how to pronounce it. Now that you've done that to Good. me and I'm looking at it, I'm like, maybe it's not Mallet. <laughs> there's, there's an extra T and an extra E. True. But yeah, so they they were the first people to find it. Um, not find it, but report it to the police. Do you have anything about that? Uh, just just the, I had the news dates. Okay, really. Um, they, <laughs> well, I was I know you forgot your notes today, so I wasn't sure if you remember too much about it. I don't want to take too much away. No, after I mean after they report it, you get an uptick in sightings because people are like, oh yeah, I saw that too. Well, once you report anything, yeah, obviously. and and that's where a lot of the reports start coming in at that point. There's two, there's two construction workers that say we seen a man and he was flying and had red eyes. In general, I think reporting. Anything that gets reported becomes like some ridiculous thing. Like if you're like, there's a missing kid, 5,000 people will report to say they're the one that took him. Yes. And that's the weirdest part. Yeah, so weird. Like, nah, it was me. Like, no, you didn't. You, you just want someone to talk to. We asked you what color his hair was and you said he was bald and he definitely was. You said clown wig? <laughs> you said bright yellow. His hair is black. <laughs> it's the blackest hair that's ever been blacked. Um... <laughs> Robert Baratheon's heir. What? Game of Thrones reference. His black hair? All his kids had black hair. That's how they found out who was his like illegitimate heirs. Oh, I had no idea how that plotline worked out. Where they found spoilers that for Game kid. of Thrones, I guess. Yeah, spoilers for the show that's been canceled for like five years now. So I have the story of it then. Um so if you look at photos, yeah, you can see what it looks like. They were joyriding in a black Chevy Bel Air. Which that was just said in the documentary. Everything else just is a black Chevy, a '57 Chevy. Um, when Steve uh, noticed the pair of large red eyes reflecting in the car's headlights and pointed it out to the rest of the group, they described seeing a gray man, six to seven feet tall, with wings go behind an old power the old power plant. I guess I'm assuming at the TNT field thing. Um, and it wobbled, which is the way that the Mothman walks and it's described, which makes sense for why they would call it an owl man, because that's how owls walk on their legs. Yeah. And I know. Well, I owls know, are like scrunched down under their feathers. If you lift them up, they got long legs. Yeah. And I know, I know you might want to say the Mothman is actually just an owl that's been misrepresented, but they said it has a man body and I believe them. I don't believe it's just an owl. And then it had like big red circles for eyes and the body of a man. Freaked out, they drove off, and as they're turning around a corner, they see up on a hill the creature again and near a billboard where it then jumped straight into the air and began to chase them. As they're driving, they hit a straightaway, mm -hmm. and they say that they managed to get to 100 miles per hour. Yeah, which, first off, on that like back road, so reckless, even if it's true, but I just remember immediately being like, is there a kite tied to their car? And they're like pulling a kite behind them. Because <laughs> like, because they specifically say that like no matter how fast we got, he was just right above us. It just stayed us. right at the bumper. Yeah. So it's like, this is a kite. Like, did someone prank these kids? How would a kite be up on a hill, go straight up into the air, and then get behind them, Matt? Talented setups. <laughs> no. 
This was the Mothman. Yeah, it definitely was. They were staring at it. They know for sure it was the Mothman. And here's another reason how they know. When they reached 100 miles per hour, they said that at some point the Mothman had actually gone up over the car and they could hear its wings beating against the roof. And later there were scratches. So it scratched the roof or it winged the roof? It's, it winged the roof. With scratches. The wings caused scratches. But it also doesn't flap its wings to fly. But in this situation, it did. For terror. <laughs> He's like, you know what's scarier than a mothman flying over you? Whoosh. Whoosh. I'm here. <laughs> this actually, for whatever reason, just reminded me of Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> this They're, story made me think of Jeepers Creepers. He is the creeper. They're rebooting that series. Without a pedophile? Mm-hmm. New writer, new director. The studio owns these these story rights. Here's the thing. Where were we at? His his wings were scratching the roof. Uh, yes, the the wings beating on the roof, and we were like, oh, scary wings. <laughs> and then I remember then then Jeepers Creepers came up. All right, so yeah, so yeah, he was flying over the roof, and then they reached the town lines, and I guess maybe it's something like the headless horseman where he can't cross the river or city lines or something, but he just turned away and flew off. And then the teens, because these kids were married, but they were 18, which I guess that was that time. Okay, I was confused yeah. when I first, like, like they were like, I was like, oh, okay. And then they got married later. So these couples just stay together. And then I was like, oh, they mean in that time they were married. And I was like, that's weird. 18. I get that happened. Yeah. But they were like, I mean, straight up back then, right? They were still lying about well, people, especially in like small farm towns like that. I don't think they even usually finished high school. You were an adult yeah, by the time you, you got married and that. You could afford a house working at a diner. Yeah, because they had their own houses and shit. Because the one thing is, after this incident, the Scarberries, at least, claim to have had paranormal incidences happen on and off for at least the two years that the Mothman was still being spotted. Yeah. Including seeing him on a on the roof on the house across the street from theirs. Yeah. So now he's like a puckwudgie. <laughs> now he's following people after he sees them. He's like, I know you see me. That's just a fey people thing. And if he's yeah. not an alien, then he's probably some a spirit, a nature or, spirit. Or a time cop. Or skinwalk. Everything's a skinwalker. Everything's a skinwalker. But I don't think he would be. No. Because honestly, I don't think don't, so either. Oh, if a skinwalker put on the skin of an owl. But they're not like linked to premonitions and stuff. Owls are predatory animals. Right? And if he's a time cop, he could be warning people about accidents he knows about. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I'm. I still. He's a rogue go, time. I'm, what if he's a rogue time agent, or I'm he's so, like, he's sent after Bigfoot, but he's also he, like, I might he's not also be. hunting injured cold, maybe. Maybe those popped at the same time. That's true. Close together. So Mothman comes out and he's like looking for this dude. He's like flying around cars because he knows the guy looks like a person sometimes. Um, <laughs> Um, so anyway, the kids, they make it to the next town. They go and they, they have an argument on whether or not to report it to the police, but eventually they do. And then it hits the news and then it becomes a whole big thing. Yeah. And the reason, like we mentioned, like injured cold is because at the same time, similarly, there was a man in West Virginia, highway 77. All right. That's what it is. In 1966, um, a man named Woodrow Durgen Durnberger on highway 77 comes uh, across a man in a UFO, an unidentified flying object that stops him in the middle of the highway. And a man gets out and this sounded scary until they described his clothes. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, so like in this, this first incident, 
he's very much your typical kind of gray almost, except they describe him as being dark skinned. And I don't know if that was a way of saying like, like he had like, like brown skin, like African American skin or something, because they later go on to say that he's tan. Oh, I didn't read that lighter, but tan. Well, this is a different story, but they say it's the same, but this, the other one, he has more human features. Yeah. So in this one, they just call him dark skin. And I'm like, do they mean gray? Do they mean? Did someone just see like so, like a minority worker, and they're like, "It's the Mothman." Listen, it's possible. Like, think about it. If it is like a, a man from the city, and he's an African American man at this time in 1960s, coming down to Virginia in a car, like a new car that they've never seen. Oh, you could just and be from the city in Virginia. I right? just, just, just like- want to say he's from. They're in bumfuck, and he's like coming from the north, like you know, just whatever. And he's in a car they've never seen, but he's in a. He's in a Cadillac or a cord, the first Corvette. And they're like, that's a UFO. And he stops and he's like, hey, can you give me directions? And this man's like, I've never seen anyone like that before here. I wonder. But I don't think so. Because he describes him as not having a nose or ears oh God. or hair. So like, like a gray. And he had tiny eyes, though. That's the oh. difference. And they were set really far apart, but like a gray. The only thing that's really different... He's like a the, gray who needed glasses? Yeah, the only thing that's different is that his eyes aren't huge. Which I always thought the reason gray's eyes were huge was that was a space helmet. Yeah, honestly. Which yeah. should also explain why people think they're talking telepathically to them. Because if you're talking through a helmet or like a comm system... You couldn't hear anything. You're not going to see them moving oh, their mouth. Oh, true. Like, I heard their voice, but their mouth didn't move. And if you think about it, nowadays, we understand cell phone technology and we understand comm systems. Yeah. But they want it of, so they're just like, there's a voice coming from somewhere and that man isn't moving his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's not wearing a helmet. But he was wearing a bright green reflective suit with a black belt. <laughs> that's the best part it's like was he naked no he had a belt <laughs> i love i love that they say the belt <laughs> it's black belt like it's described it, the yeah. belt is described differently but i was i was sold at reflective i was like a green suit okay reflective green suit like that just like, sounds like a, a space suit like a hazmat space suit yeah. yeah he warped in from his dimension was like no big feet I gotta get out of like, here. No big feet. Hey. Oh shit! I'm being chased by this yeah, other he was guy. Like, hey, watch out for that bridge. No injured. Cold didn't warn anybody. Oh, like I, I, he just came and he telepathically told this man his name was Injured Cold. That's right. Which is a weird name. Um, and I, I think I forget what else he said. He told him some other things, but it was mostly like not anything important. Um, he was just like, hey, I'm an alien and I'm here. What's up? What's up? But uh, he's also described as being six foot. Wearing a black belt with a green thing. Dark complexion, small beady eyes that far apart. No ears, no nose, no hair in this one. The second time injured cold is said to have been seen is there's two. I think you were starting to talk about it. There was two men, construction workers or something. Or did they specifically see the Mothman in that one? The um, the ones I saw I was they saw like a bird or a bird man. Okay. Or, so in this one, uh, two men are stopped on, I think, 77 again. And it's a similar situation. A man gets out. But in this one, he, I don't know if it's like definitive that it's the same. It's injured cold, but people put them two together in this and say that it's the same. But he is described quite a bit differently in this one. In this one, he is wearing a blue suit. Okay. <laughs> a blue receptive, rese- reflective suit. What if one of these two people were colorblind? That would be hilarious. Or both of them. And it's the same color. 
Like it was blue the whole time. The first guy. What if it's aqua? Thought it was green. <laughs> one sees blue, oh. one sees green. Yeah, if it's like one of those colors that's like on a borderline shade. Like I used to hate trying to color as a kid because dark blue, purple, and black crowns all looked the same to me, and I always fucked up whatever I was doing because I would use not the one I wanted. Uh, he's wearing a blue suit, but this time he's lighter, still dark skin, but just tan. And he looks like a human now with slick black, slicked back black hair. That's a hard thing to say. Mm-hmm. That's a hard phrase. In both situations, though, he's described as having a giant unnerving smile, which is why he's also known as the Grinning Man. Yeah. So when I started reading that. That's like borderline, almost just a different thing. That's now. almost creepypasta. That yeah. is a creepypasta. Yeah, it literally feels like you're just getting into like creepypasta. Like, I don't just blanket use the word demon, but like, it's just like a monstrous boogeyman. It has nothing to do with any other of the descriptions. No. Did you see there's a, and this one's actually relatively recent. It's like two, 2007 or 2009. It was the the uh, the swine flu epidemic. Yeah. Um, in the in, Are they playing Mothman? in La La Junta, Mexico? Mexico, in Chihuahua, they literally they say that they were a kid says he was chased by the Mothman, who's hairy and has bloodshot red eyes, and I'm like, that's not that's not the same as having glowing red eyes. Well, here's the thing: if Mothman's eyes. And in most of the you, situations where they describe that his eyes are glowing, it's because the light is reflecting off of yeah, him. Yeah, how can you get which away? He's a predatory animal. He can fly a hundred miles an hour. This little kid's fast as fuck. How did you get away, kid? Fast as fuck, boy. Is he like Sonic the Hedgehog? He also just stops chases sometimes. You, so he's just like doing it to be like, ooh, I'm spooky. Maybe. All right. So because he was he, he's seen as an omen, he, well, the Mothman can be considered an omen of something bad to come the perpetrator of something bad or there to warn you. Maybe he was like, fuck off little kid. Everybody here is sick. Okay. Okay. I like to think he's like, you're going to grow up and you're going to be a great leader one day. And then that kid grew up and now he leaves the sin. The What's that cartel? I don't know. The Sinaloa cartel. And he's doing great things for the community. Cause while they do terrible things, a lot of times they do build up their community because they're basically the government. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> you don't think cartels are equal to the government? In e- both atrocity no. and... That's a different podcast. Economics. <laughs> that's, a di- that's a different podcast. <laughs> you don't want to like have a conversation. We'll, we'll have to do an episode one day on the benefits of drug trafficking organizations <laughs> and their benefits and disadvantages to the global economy. <laughs> they paid taxes that'd be really good for it i was gonna say we'll have to research their branding (laughs) but okay during this time also nearby in ohio and at first i was like how does this count as nearby when i started hearing and reading the story far no apparently they are this point pleasant is on the ohio river and the silver bridge which will come up later connects to ohio wait 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 from west virginia yeah i'm looking up a map right now because Pennsylvania's wide. I know. I don't know where West Virginia is. I'm imagining it's up, though. Like, the bridge goes up. Not like how we imagine it, where everything is to the west of us. Because the only thing that's really above us is New York and places that don't count as real places, like Maine. Wow. West Virginia's all the way out on the left side of Pennsylvania. Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, no. So also it's in my al- mind, I was like, there's no way it's near Ohio. It's almost like it's west of Virginia. When I think of West Virginia, I just think of Virginia and I've been through Virginia going yeah, to South Carolina. Me too. I always think of it as just being a coast state and it's not. Yeah. I guess that would be East Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> That's just Virginia. We don't know how to name stuff in this country. You were like, this is Virginia. I thought that was Virginia. No, that's West Virginia. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no. The, the apparently, Ohio and West Virginia are close. They touch. Together. It was very confusing for a while for me. Because I was like, bullshit. These stories can't be related. West Turns Vir- out they're very related. West Virginia touches a lot of states. <laughs> Well, it's also because we come from small state mindset. Kentucky, Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. We come from small state mindset, and we're like, there's no way you can reach that far. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because Jersey is small but mighty. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest state in America. A lot of music comes from there. A lot of music. Great UFC fighters. We, Other stuff. We we punch faces and we make sounds. That's what we're... Really, hey. really good at punching stuff and choking things. Really good at making music, like legendary music about Allentown in Pennsylvania. But anyway, nearby in Ohio, now that we know that it is nearby, (laughs) a woman sees a bright light flash in the sky. Then she sees a cylindrical ship. I I don't know if it was like she needs like a cylinder. Yeah. Or like like a tube. like, Like a space tube. Well, like, you know, like most spaceships are described as being cigar shaped. The saucer thing came in later yeah. because somebody misinterpreted an interview. So everybody that says they've seen a flying saucer is a fucking liar. Yeah. They've seen <laughs> Just like so you Mystery know. Science Theater 3000 <laughs> yeah. and they think that's science. There was an interview where a man was talking about a spaceship and he was saying it was skipping across the sky like a saucer against like through the water. Did not say it was shaped like a flying saucer. Oh, it was describing the way it was flying. Just saying that it was moving like yeah. in little bursts yeah. and spurts. And ever since then, people have used the term flying saucer. Wow. Yeah. It's always been a cigar shaped, usually. That's even weirder to me, though. A cigar shaped? Yeah, and that seems harder to make fly because it's yeah. a submarine in the sky. That's even more impressive. Yeah. Saying submarine in the sky sounds like a Beatles song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, diamonds in the sky or whatever. Um. But she saw two plain clothes men get out and beginning to ask her bizarre questions in an unknown dialect. I didn't write much about that one because I didn't really care that much because it wasn't that moth many, but it was a lot. They were very men in black S questions. Yeah. And with all this alien stuff happening, the Mothman situation happening, injured cold situation happening. What if also men in black are just time cops? It could be. So these a are lot like of these the, stories say they were contacted by people asking them questions. So they most never heard alien from stories again. have have men in black stories that follow later. Yeah, it's just whether or not you believe that they're U.S. government related or aliens. Yeah, which, which is like a 50-50 shot. Yeah, seriously. Same threats most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> the CIA shows up, tells you not to say something. They're going to say the same thing that these aliens are telling you. It's just whether or not it looks like a human or like a robot that put lipstick on. Because <laughs> have you ever heard that story yes. about the men in black? Yeah, the ones that are like they're trying so hard to be human. Trying so hard. It's like Mark, Zucker, Mark Zuckerberg telling people he, he's defending that he is a human too. When you shouldn't have to say, I too am a human. It's like watching him try to drink water. <laughs> I have drank water. I don't know why I was looking up so much about him recently. I think it started with the body language thing that I found, which was like, oh no, I, I'm a body language reader. I'll tell you why people think he's evil. He's not. And he's not an alien. It's just he's awkward and blah, 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 blah. And it like went on to describe all the things I was telling you about. Yeah, It's almost like becoming a millionaire in your teens makes you, makes you develop weird. 
Especially if you already were like a computer nerd. Well, your brain's not fully developed until you're in your 20s, right? Like, well, yeah, but like also you computer nerds are also weird in general. True. And then on top of that, add a billion dollars. Yep. If you had a billion dollars, I would be fucking terrible. Bro, I, I, there wouldn't be any dinosaur skulls left for Nick Cage to buy. I'd have them all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he collected them. Uh, he had to give it back. It turned out it was stolen. It was a like lot a, of that stuff is yeah. Any like most ancient artifacts, a are either stolen or b probably shouldn't have it anyway. Just give it to a museum or something. Yeah. And again, if I discovered a dinosaur, if I discovered a dinosaur, I would a want them to pay me for it. Yeah, for sure. Because I found it, I dug it up. I'm like, I'm hole. taking this home. I made this hole. If you want it, give me money. Yeah, I'm taking this home if you don't pay me for it. But at the bare minimum, let me name this dinosaur, and they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, Dicosaurus Rex is a good name. <laughs> thumb in your buttosaurus <laughs> like no kyle it, it, yes it has thumbs but it, we, there's no proof that it was thumb butting people like no proof there wasn't it's the coctodon <laughs> like you're not allowed to name the dinosaur <laughs> the dictylotosaurus this is why i could never find anything it's a good thing i never was a scientist I would have discovered a disease and be like, yeah, man, it's like, uh, that's cock in your ears. You got cock a in your ears a disease. Lot the, a lot of the stuff is just like jokes and references. Like, I know. It's usually like a, named after somebody. Or like there's a spider stupid. that's named after one of the Beatles. Uh, there's like, there's a whole list of not bugs dick named jokes, at. Though. No. Yeah, there's really not. The, the, the gene that gives you multiple appendages, like fingers, right? How it's yeah. like a copy of the same thing a couple times. Phalanges? It's called the sonic hedgehog gene. That's what the guy who discovered it named it because it's spiky. It's a little spiky gene protein. The part that's weird to me isn't that that's what it is. The part that's weird to me is the fact that we had Sonic the Hedgehog when someone discovered it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It feels like something we would have known about earlier. I don't know. They did when they discovered it. That's what it. Look it up. We that, learned about like really small levels of DNA stuff pretty early in human technology. True. And didn't discover the thing that made multiple replicas until after Sonic the Hedgehog was real. I guess people just didn't care why we had fingers. We just had them. Yeah. Um, They were too busy trying to figure out how they fing. (laughs) Back to what we were supposed to be here for. So yeah, UFOs out the ass in Point Pleasant all the way to Charleston during this time. Yeah, I didn't realize that like the TNT field itself was like a place people just went to find UFOs. That makes sense to me. The paranormal activity and space stuff happening in something like that makes sense to me because that is an area where you would you would imagine you hear stuff like that. Maybe not so much ghosts, but every time you hear about like old military bases or like things where stuff was blown up a lot, mm, okay. alien activity. Okay, if they made nukes there, because you don't or they did anything. They there, said that they be... made TNT, but every military base does something more than what they. Tell I get what you're saying. Doing. It's like a place of like uh... they made bombs. And that's that's their main admission. If there was an extraterrestrial monitoring us, it is a place they would want to monitor. Or this is a Stranger Things situation. Okay. And they blew open a gateway to another dimension. Oh. Once again, leading to interdimensional could travel be rain for of, me. Could be Rain of Fire. You ever see that dragon movie? <laughs> that was a terrible dragon movie. I'm thinking more like Stargate. Okay. Like they blew open a door. They let TNT. They let the time cop in. Or maybe they put that there as cover for it. Like, if you're doing some kind of explosions that are going to open up an interdimensional portal, like, that's actually what they were there working on. Like, this is some MK Ultra shit. What better place to hide it than in a place where you're telling everybody there's bombs? 
True. If you're making loud exploding noises, nobody's going to question it. But, oh, it's just that's TNT fields. Which is weird that people just have an area that they refer to as the TNT area. <laughs> I mean, we we hear explosions around here, right? The the quarry does their alarm, and then they blow something up. We don't know. They could be testing dragons. Every time they build a new highway here. Or not highway, but exit for a highway. I remember that was why Tatami Road was closed. Because there was yep. those, all these signs that said explosions. And then you would just hear them in the middle. Now the cement plants themselves. Not to give away too much of where we are. We don't live in the cement belt. Not, but they make loud noises on their own. And we all live right next to one. We're in the different edge, towns. We're at the edge of the slate belt, too. Yeah. The people don't make slate anymore. Cement's still something that people use. Sure we do. No, that's why everybody that's in the slate belt does meth. Oh, they all just buy quake boards. Yeah. Like, there's no real reason for slate other than decoration. They use slate for stuff. Not Get enough to here. Not enough to be mining it on actively. Like, the Mothman's not going to go visit that. There's not enough shit happening. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Mothman is an escaped interdimensional felon. Wait, now he's a felon? He's not a cop? I, thought Big- I don't know. I was somewhere in the middle of it. Bigfoot's he's either the a felon. Fel- yeah, Bigfoot's the felon. Mothman's hunting him. And the men in black are hunting Indrid Cold, who's also hunting the Mothman and Bigfoot because they're all enemies. That's mm. not what I've decided. What if, okay, Indrid Cold is freelance. He's like a time mercenary. He's a time mercenary. He's hired by Bigfoot to stop Mothman from getting him. Oh, I don't think Bigfoot has any money. I think he's just coming back to like fuck with time. I don't know. Bigfoot does some weird stuff, man. People disappear in the woods every day. Yeah, but he doesn't have no money. He's got big dollars. Space money. He's got big dollars with feet on him instead of presents. Think about it. If the Mothman is wearing a suit similar to a moth, what are the odds the Bigfoot's not wearing a big giant mech suit? Oh, so you're suit? saying it's like a ghillie what suit. What if he's a little tiny little creature and that's that's a giant mech suit? Like in Men in Black. Yeah. Like on his planet, that's, that's, that is Gundam style robot. So why do they, why is it, why are they small for, here? For camouflage? Maybe the fur has some kind of that, but it could also be some kind of active, like, insulation system. Maybe the fur isn't fur as we know fur. Maybe it's little phalanges and it's actually alive collecting data. Oh. or Because what gi- better to collect, like, it, dust particles than like hair? It's like giving cultures a place to germinate. Yes. And, like... That's why Bigfoot smells bad. Oh, he's a walking <laughs> culture. Yeah. Don't ever tell Bigfoot he's uncultured again. <laughs> he's many cultures. So then I guess let's get to some of the Mothman omens, disasters that he's caused. Sure. Prophecies, maybe you might say. Um, Speaking of Mothman prophecies, um, author John Keel started writing the Mothman prophecies after the incident with the Scarboroughs. Yeah, it's like four years later, five years later. Yeah, it came out that's in what brought him right? to them. Yeah, well, no, or that was the first time that 1970 was the first time that he wrote about him. He wrote about that in Strange Creatures from Time and Space, and there's a chapter on the Mothman. In 1975, he wrote a full book called The Mothman, and that's where they linked it to the bridge, like not officially, but like directly for the first time. Is it? Yeah. They, okay. So I didn't know that. That's where the bridge first. Well, I guess it was rumors. Like it was like people were saying, like, "Oh, those people saw that monster, and then the bridge collapsed." So, is this one of those things where prophecies are easy to make when you write about them in the future? Kinda like how all the Bible prophecies make sense because they were written hundreds of years after they happened. <laughs> yeah, they um, they definitely were like these kids saw it, those construction workers saw it, these all these people saw it. The bridge collapsed, and people were like, "Oh, he did it." 
Well, he was and near then, it before well, it happened. And well, that that's when they come in. They're like, oh well, that that moth thing was here. So yeah. it's immediately people are like, he broke the bridge, and then people are like, no, he wanted to warn us. He was just coming to be like, get away from the bridge. So the bridge that we're talking about this is the Silver Bridge. It's it's called the Silver Bridge because it's painted silver. Yeah, good reason. And it's a suspension bridge in Point Pleasant um, that was built in 1928 and connected Point Pleasant to Gallipolis, Ohio. That's how I was like, I guess it is. And those are next to it. Or it's a big ass bridge. (laughs) Over the Ohio River, which why does Ohio get its own ass river? Um, I mean, the Delaware gets one too, but that was. It's not a state. Where's Delaware State? Oh, fuck you. The Delaware River isn't named the Delaware River because the state. The Delaware They're River is named, named after, after the tribe. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's an Ohio tribe. I mean, there could be. It could be. I don't. I don't Let's who, look it what up. What word is Ohio? The word Ohio from it doesn't sound like any word. And being from New Jersey, we know quite a few names of Native American things. It's an Iroquois word. Really? Mm-hmm. It means great river. So Ohio River is a mispronunciation of the word for river. So it's river, 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 river. And it literally means great river. So great river, river. Interesting. Okay. I'm wrong. I just, we grew up with like Pohatcon and Lopatcon. So, and Delaware and Shawnee and it's, yes, all it's, these things. Those are words that I think of like, I've never have thought it's Ohio the was anglization actually that. of OYO. That makes sense. That's why. Because everything has to be like fucked a little bit. Yep. Got to fuck everything a little bit to make it fit. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're fitting a puzzle, <laughs> right? You just chew one of the corners to get it to fit in. That's a good puzzle. I mean, that's how the American way is, isn't it? <laughs> if you just if you just damage it a little bit, it'll give in. I always I always say, <laughs> it, right? I'm broken with that one. Any 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 quote unquote, someone's gonna be like a great society. It's just a scratch and sniff sticker. And it doesn't matter what that sticker is of it, how great it looks. If you scratch it long enough, it smells like shit. <laughs> Lies. I believe that about the Roman Empire because that place was smelly. My entire imagination has always been. Hey, we're that from that New Jersey. Half of that place smells like shit. <laughs> it is because of cow manure because it's full of all of the farms oh, that people don't know exist. And that North Jersey swamp part just smells bad. True. True, 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 true. The gross city people up north that we're technically a part of, even though we're not. But we are. We're not up there. Anyway, no, I love when people don't realize how many farms are in New Jersey. And they're like, it's all city. It's like, the it's Garden not. State. It's not. It's really actually a lot of nice stuff. And a hill. That's a mountain. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we call those hills. <laughs> it's called Jugtown Mountain. No, it's not. We're well, hill- it is, but it's not. We're hill folk. Um. Anyway. So... Yeah, it's it's over the Ohio River. Um, in December 1967, under the weight of rush hour traffic, the bridge collapsed, taking with it 46 people's lives. That's a weird way to say that. That's not how I wrote it. I wrote the lives of 46 people. Yeah, it was people, like almost 150 people hurt, too. But then I confused too. it. I think you're thinking of the next bridge collapse. He is associated with a couple. That wasn't Silver Bridge? I, so I thought that Oh, original, I'm thinking of I-38. Yeah. Um... The, the collapse, so the reason I think they stopped thinking it was because he caused it is because of the amount of neglect and oversight that caused this bridge collapse, not to mention the fact that it was a microscopic deficit, or not deficit, defect in one of the chain links. Oh, God. So one single eye bar in the suspension chain 
had a defect of 0.1 inches deep. That combined with poor maintenance and the bridge was often carrying more weight than it was supposed to. Whoa, whoa, supposed whoa, whoa, whoa. To. You're trying to tell me instead of a mythical being, it was just our gross oversight of it's negligence of, of our infrastructure. It was negligence. Gasp. It's just negligence. Gasp. Okay. Now tell me how it really it was where happened. you pay your taxes and they don't fix the things they're supposed to make sure it work. Gasp. So yeah, they, they, there's too much weight on this bridge regularly. It had this little, so tiny defect. Is it one which you inch? wanted to, Point one inches. Oh my god! So one one hundred one tenth of an inch. Yeah. Uh, deep defect, and then they just apparently it was poorly maintained. Like people weren't taking care of it in general, and then due to that, the bridge collapsed and a bunch of people died, and everyone blamed the Mothman slash declared the Mothman a hero for trying to warn them. Slash. Are you a hero if you're like, don't do that? And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Or are you like attempted heroing? If you if you walk up to somebody and you're like, hey, don't go in that building. It's on fire. And they're like, I don't care. And they walk in. You tried. So I would say, <laughs> yes. You're hero-ish. You're, you're attempting heroicism. Hero, heroicism. Heroism. Heroism. You're attempting. Heroism sounds terrible. <laughs> Heroism sounds like you're cutting people up with scissors, but wearing a cape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Time to get hero-sized. <laughs> but guess what? That is not the end of the Mothman's predictions. I think that might be the only one in the prophecies. But the Mothman made an appearance again in 2001. People have claimed that... Five days before the 9-11 attack, people had seen a large crane-like creature flying around the Twin Tower buildings. And then, in the smoke and debris, they say they saw the Mothman's face. They could see his eyes through the the smoke (laughs) and clouds. Like, (laughs) Tell me he at least saved one person. If Did he fly was, them to the ground? If if there's going to be a 9-11 conspiracy theory that I want to believe in. Because <laughs> once again. It's this one. It's this one. <laughs> because much like the Silver Bridge, I am more partial. I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. Yeah. That the 9-11 attack is very much our fault. But due to negligence and ineptitude on the part of the people who were told it was coming, yeah, not as an active working together with them, yeah, which you could say not taking something seriously and ignoring it is working with someone in that way, but it's just the bureaucracy of our government makes everything take too long, yes, sir. Also, it'd be really weird for Bush to be working with a group to cause attack three years before he became president, yeah, because <laughs> it all started with. Uh, Clinton. Yeah, well, it was 2001, right? He was like, aware yeah. this was coming. The FBI and the CIA were aware it was going to happen. But the Mothman let us all know I way choose- too late. I, yeah. yeah. In that situation, I don't think he's a hero. Five days before doesn't really give anybody a warning. I, I choose to believe that he saved one guy. 
and like <laughs> one guy that was like and was like tell no one there was one dude who was like fuck that building there's a giant bird up there i ain't going in that shit he left oh he <laughs> saved them through like warding them off you know what i'm just not like going that, to work today just like that child in mexico that he chased off because of the town full of swine flu <laughs> he scared off one man so my favorite story did you did you hear about the chernobyl story no, I didn't know he had connections to Chernobyl. Well, there's a twist. <laughs> so it says that they started talking about the black bird of Pri- uh, Pripyat. Yeah, like, you have fun reading them, Russian words. They said they were seeing this black bird, and it was this large thing that was being seen before. And uh, supposedly, you know, uh, it's flying over the, the facility, or it's hovering, like it's checking out the plant. Um. All the same things, right? Man shape, bird wings, bright red eyes. But this is Virginia's moth. Unfortunately, in 2010, an author named Lauren Coleman came out and said, Chernobyl, the Galveston hurricane, and a couple of other things are just all from the movie. And websites were posting them as fact after... Wait, this after is... In the, the Mothman Prophecy... Out. I barely remember the Mothman Prophecies movie. Yeah. In in my mind, when I was a kid watching it, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand how the Mothman was involved because I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, um, one a bunch of the the things I don't he think gives there was like any monsters in that movie. In that movie, he'll be like, "Oh, this disaster had a sighting, and this disaster had a sighting, and this hurricane had a sighting, and this other." And they were all just they're all fake for the movie. Wow. And a bunch of websites put all the information up like real sightings, which then um, I forget how they worded it, but it became a pseudo factoid of cryptology is what they called it like a straight up i mean at that point you just called a lie like, it was we're aware it's not true but also can we be really? right well like the is person this who misinformation? wrote the movie wrote a movie could right this could this just be the government spreading misinformation who made the website we'll never know we need to get in contact with uh richard greer no <laughs> oh wait no was it matthew broderick no it was, was richard it was richard greer but I'm I'm not not that I'm one of those people that are really good at telling us about the government's misinformation. Alex Jones, <laughs> we need his opinion on this. Forget about the moth, man. The frogs are gay. <laughs> I I told you once before there was I I listened to him tell that conversation as not a crazy person, and I was like, oh, I get it. If you didn't scream the frog, they're turning the frogs fucking gay. I I I would be more inclined if you described it the way you Well, wasn't did. he talking about people was, putting chemicals in water? Yeah, they were polluting water, and it was causing the frogs to become hermaphroditic. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a mutation, yeah. but like it... That's so funny. I, I guess it's not as good a headline. <laughs> yes, definitely not. But at the same time, you know, like if you're like, yeah, these frogs are growing three legs, people get bothered by that sometimes, and sometimes change happens. Not in modern America. Yeah, I'm more. As we found out with Flint, Michigan, did that ever get fixed, or we just stop talking about it? No, a lot of people just stop talking about it. Yeah, that's what I assumed. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's just how America works. We care about something for a long time. We protest real hard, and then when we get bored or something different comes up, there's still Mexican kids blacked up in cages down on the border. It's it's like look at look over here, jingling keys, jingling keys. That one still offends me. Come on, Biden. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Stop making this political podcast. <laughs> I'll cut it if I have to. 
It's no, it's it's really funny though because you know he's not the one that put them there. So no. mad at both of them. I mean, yeah, so he didn't just get them out. Yeah, he should have just let them out right the away. The whole thing is so he brought all our boys back right away, but he left those kids there. Yep. Anyway, I just, that's just heavy side. Just made me sad. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So uh, in 2007, the bridge you were thinking of happened. Uh, <laughs> such a weird way this is an actual tragedy and i announced it as if it was like some kind of event you wanted to you're like no you were thinking in the wrong season yeah (laughs) 2007 people claim to have seen the mothman again hanging out in minneapolis minnesota i meant to say hanging out near the i-35 bridge but i wrote down the name of the city and i read that first that was bad wordings where's minnesota you know in minnesota no that's michigan i was thinking of the mitten which one's minnesota by one of those lakes one of the great ones. One of those great lakes. It's right near one of those. You know? I'm just Googling maps. I'm also just... There's many states near the Great Lakes because they're so big. True. True. Oh, yeah. It's literally just on the other side of Ohio. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Not connected to, to, to West Virginia, but probably a quick fly for the Mothman, who flies over 100 miles per hour. At least. <laughs> That's just when he's trying to scare kids. Imagine flying on like bird moth wings 100 miles an hour as a jetpack. Well, how fast can birds fly? Not a hundred. Are you sure? I mean, well, those, well, how, there's those uh, eagles. Eagles dive pretty fast. Yeah, the, the, the crested, is it a crested eagle? Isn't there an eagle that dive dives so fast that when it, ta- like, it grabs the thing, it dies from, like, whiplash um, or something? There's, there's a bird that punches things. It doesn't even claw them. It swoops down and it punches them as it flies by and it like, <laughs> snaps their neck. That would be how the moth. I mean, attacked. hell, I, I I taught you a couple weeks ago that there are deer that, or eagles that throw goats off of cliffs. Yeah, that was amazing. But in this situation, the Mothman was just trying to let people know not to go on this bridge because it clap it collapsed, killing thirteen people and leaving one hundred and forty five injured. Do you think he can't talk? I'm assuming, yeah. But if he's warning people, he's like, is it psychic? Maybe he's just like, look at this. Well, he's, he's from the future. What if, if he can't breathe If he's an air. interdimensional time traveler, yeah, maybe he can't breathe air. Um, maybe he doesn't have vocal cords. Maybe he doesn't have, maybe they communicate differently. Maybe it's like a sign language where he's from. You imagine an entire like world where everybody just spoke in sign language? Like, what if we developed that way instead of- There'd be a lot instead more- Instead of developing our vocal cords, we developed hand signals. We'd have a lot more one-handed technology. We would. It'd be sweet because you'd need like a webcam where you could sign to someone i mean like people already have that right but it would be more yeah it'd of be that. more like one-sided based interesting that'd be, It'd cool. be cool though yeah no i'm like that would have been like a cooler way to develop wait do we still have written words probably because you still be able to read and stuff read and write and people that are deaf can read and write <laughs> but like i feel like we'd be able to like i don't know i feel like there would be benefits to it We'd be quieter in general. We'd be way better hunters if people weren't already good predators. That's true. <laughs> I, f- I feel a premise on another podcast. If you're out. not actively making vocal sounds, <laughs> ooh, you can run with this later. Um, I don't know why I didn't write it. I didn't look into the bridge for this one because at this end, I already had a lot of notes and I was like, I need to cut these down. So um, the- I'm wondering, I'm assuming this is probably something similar where it's due to some kind of neglect on the people that are supposed to take care of the bridge or some kind of overweight. Uh, over incumbents type situation. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually have the the like the what the cause of it was. I do know uh, thirteen people did die, and this was the one. Yeah, it was 145 people injured. Um, 
But this was straight up like, this is the interstate, right? Like this is like a very like heavily traveled road. Yeah, so you would think that this would be something they were definitely putting taxpayer dollars into. Those things you believe in. Yeah. <laughs> they they did say, so they, uh, the one thing I did actually find here is like skeptics kept saying like, like there was a bird sitting on the bridge. And then like, there's always a bird sitting on a was bridge. Was it the bird? That's not was spooky. It, the bird? Like, it had to have been scarier than a normal bird. Like a, well, the crane, they keep saying a crane. But Man, like, if some like massive pileup happened on 22, I'm not going to be like, the hawks predicted it. There's always hawks there. Yeah, the turkey vultures <laughs> knew. Yo, no, that might be true, though. I swear to God, I was delivering one time uh, for Amazon when I was doing that, and there was a house that I drove by, and there was like six vultures on top, and I'm like, there's a dead body in there. I was like, do I call the cops or no? Because I can't like guarantee there's a dead body in there, but there's something fucked up over there. There's no reason they're just gathering on the roof of that house. That's so funny. <laughs> it does say um, it was the south part of the bridge and it fell 81 feet down. That's a pretty big drop. Whoa. <laughs> what am I thinking of? There's a famous bridge thing that I remember watching as a kid, like on the news, where it was like, I think there was tunnels underneath it. Like it was like a multi tiered bridge. Hmm. And I just remember seeing it like it collapsed and there's like people crushed in the lower level. Oh, geez. Stuff. I think it was in California. I think it was because that was because of an earthquake, though. So I don't think that has anything to do with this. But I just remember hearing about that. Earthquakes are scary, man. So let's 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 do some of the debunking stuff. I definitely don't believe these are true because a they don't fit the description correctly. Sure. Um, some people say the Mothman is a sandhill crane or a barred owl. Sandhill cranes do have red under their eyes they have red under their eyes they and they're kind of tall wingspan. that's not as long as they say his wings are and they're yeah but up in the sky with nothing to like for oh no yeah comparison. no i know i know that's that's one of those things where like people that gauge things in the sky they even have no even idea what they're when they're about. talking about how like oh you can trust uh an air force pilot to be able to judge these things because they're up there all the time and when they're like declaring ufo things like no it's still it's impossible to judge like distance and size. Yeah, there's no the banana for scale. Yeah. I don't understand that, but okay. It's an old meme. It's a meme from before they were called memes. When they were just called pictures. <laughs> Let me show you this funny thing I found on the internet. <laughs> oh no. My spoon is too big. Um, and, and owls, I think their eyes do reflect red in the, at night yeah bar, well, barn owls are spooky by themselves you don't even need anything barred extra. owl not a barn owl oh barred owls i think because they're bigger okay um, well then owls, even, even spookier though. owls do have a little waddle because they do walk on the ground sometimes and they walk a little funky um and i think they have pretty pretty big sized wingspans too but definitely it's neither of those because everybody said he had a man body neither well, of those things have a man body you I show me one sandhill crane that can, if can you, lift. It's silhouette in the dark, like sitting on top of something else. You'd think it was way bigger. And then an owl, when it's flapping its wings, they like specifically their wings don't make sound. Like the way their feathers are, they're like sound dampening. So if they could Whose be like. side are you on? The, the birds, clearly. <laughs> um, it's like they could say that his, his wings didn't fly. I thought we agreed that he was a, a, a time traveler. Oh, no, I do agree. Yeah, he's a time cop. You're like, no, he's probably a bird. He's Jean-Claude Van Damme's partner. He is wearing an owl suit with a jetpack. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. That's where I prefer to believe this. Am I making it up? Probably. Am I the first? I don't think so. 
time's made up and look how much we listen to that. So <laughs> every day. So I included, I don't know how much time we have, but I also included this kind of racist urban legend that's around Point Pleasant. Well, God, I'll, I'll temper that with Point Pleasant was the location of like a slaughter of specifically of like native people. And this is related to that. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the urban legend uh, goes that they're cur- the, the Point Pleasant was cursed 200 years before the Mothman oh, was ever oh, seen. Oh, yes, it was. The native Shawnee, which who weren't, they weren't, they didn't live there, but they were a part of a giant. And I felt offended writing it. Well, they called them nations. They called them the seven nations of Indians, though. Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, like, so I don't yeah, know I if, don't like, know. I don't know if that might have been, like, a term they were using back then, but I don't know, like, what they would, I don't I don't know what to call mm-hmm. it. Um, they also called it a confederation um, yeah. at different times. Um, but, and also, if you look up the seven nations, it doesn't, this isn't it. That's a Canadian thing. Oh. So, the other thing is, there's also... This is like a legend that's built up that may be based completely on bullshit because the first time they discovered it was in a play in an abandoned school yeah. in like the 1920s. Yeah. Which, so it's like, you don't even have anyone who wrote it. You don't know who was based on anything. They could have literally just made it up. They found this play and they decided that this must be a real life. Um, and then they used it to explain everything bad that happened in West Virginia. They just backfilled everything. Until the Mothman finally came. Yep. So the story goes um, that the Shawnee fought settlers in an attempt to regain stolen lands because the the white uh, colonists at the time were just like going back on treaties they had made. Yeah, they and were then just kind of like taking lands as they went. Yeah. Doing a John Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, doing normal, normal colonial stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're as they got to the Ohio River, um, the group, the, the tribes of the Shawnee, Delaware, Wyandot. That sounds like a computer thing. I don't think I said that right. Wyandot. Hey, tweet at us if we said it wrong. Mingo, Miami, Ot- Miami. Yep. Also. Interesting. Uh, I always thought that was a Spanish word. Our, most of our words are just taken. And the Ottawa formed... Uh, Oh, and the Illinois, which I didn't know were their own tribe either. Wow. A lot of things I didn't know, even though I wrote this. I copy and pasted this part. Um, formed the Seven Nations, and they were led by the Shawnee leader, Chief Cornstalk. Solid name. Sweet name. There was a native name that was also written there that I was not going to try and pronounce that meant Cornstalk. Yeah. But I was like, that's hard. I like that and name, too. And I don't like being offensive by accident. Yeah, yeah. I just like names I do enough like, of that on my own. You get it. You get your you know. You get your like stereotypical movie native names. You know what I mean? But right like, there. yeah. But like, I like that name because I'm just like, I believe that that's a leader's name to me. Yeah. Like, cool I don't. Stuff. I don't know. It just I felt it. Well, I mean, what's gonna feed your tribe more? Like a bear or a bunch of corn? He grew. Stand you grow tall. something versus hunting something. You're gonna have one of those more often. That's true. Um. Yeah, and then stands tall. Actually, that's a really good point. That's a good one. That's good right there. That's actually what I thought first. They're like, they're like, I don't know, t- tall and proud. I was thinking about your ability to take care of your people. Also like, true. Going to provide more. Also true. Um, in nineteen, in nineteen, in 1774, the white settlers were moving down into Kanawha and the Ohio River Valleys and the Indian Confederation. I don't mean to say that word. I'm just saying that's because we have written down. Prepared. Oh, yeah. It doesn't just mean the Confederates. It's a, that's a type of union. Not I know that we were the union, but it's oh, yeah. a type of joining together. Yeah. 
um, and they prepared to protect their lands by any means. With an army of 12,000 or 1,200 warriors, I'm not good at reading right now, um, they went into battle with the equally but equally matched as far as size, but they were heavily outgunned by the colonist muskets because they had guns and stuff like black powder guns. And at the end of the battle, 140 uh, colonials were killed and twice that was killed from the Indian tribes. Um, as time passed, Cornstalk was able to make peace with the white man. And in 1777, the British began convincing tribes to attack rebellious colonial colonies, rebellious colonies, and soon the tribes began amassing again along the Ohio River to attack the fort that was built however many years prior during the first fight. Wait, so he successfully got the peace and then they riled it back up. Yeah, he brokered peace between everybody and then the British, 1777, you know, the revolution started in 1776 at the end, in the summer of 1776. Uh, okay. So by 1777, it's like full on, like fucking shit up. And in a lot of Americans... Uh, early wars it was like convincing the native people that we would give them something if they helped us only to then back out as i mean cool. literally it's the same thing we did with to france when they helped us the in french the indian war well, we really need to do much for them they were just like you have canada well we we promised to help in their revolution and then we were like sorry bro we got too much going on how many of those can you really help with though they had back to back. That that is true. But the <laughs> one we were supposed to help with, we were like, mm, I got plans, dude. In all right. <laughs> to be fair, on America's side at that time, we had a lot going on. A lot going on because yeah. we still were defending ourselves from the British after this happened for a while. Uh, we were also trying to become a country. Yep. And on top of that, we didn't have a navy. That's why we needed France. Yeah. How the fuck were we gonna well, get there? And Lafayette trained a lot of our troops. Yeah. How are we gonna get there? In small boats. <laughs> small boats that were piloted by the French. But like, there's no doubt. We just added men to your army. That's all we did. <laughs> Which one are we helping right now? We don't know. Whoever picked us up. <laughs> yeah, what mission's the Americans on? Uh, with, they're with Whatever French guy came, we're helping that one. But like, we're on two different boats from two different teams. Fuck. They all spoke French. Uh, see, that was the difference in the American versus British Revolution. We had accents that could tell each other apart sometimes. <laughs> some of the Americans thought British accents. We had some accents. If you have a, a civil war between two of the same country, it's going to be hard to tell who's on who. Yeah, well, that's why they called them loyalists, right? Like, they were, at the time, everyone was... All the co- British colonists were British still. Yeah. Like, they're all like... We all sound like that. Some of them were, at that point, they'd have been generations of Americans in here. I guess that's true. The colonies had been there long enough that you could have been like, no, I'm American now. Honestly, at that point, enough that some of the melting pot, pro- melting pot of America probably had started at that point where it wasn't I like, wonder. like, there's no way that the Spanish that were here and the French that were here and the Dutch that were here weren't intermingling with the American well, I mean, English. I, there I mean, was maybe, a bit. There was maybe a bit. I could understand, but like once it all became English territory, I would imagine that the people would start to mingle. More. I feel like that happened more like post Louisiana purchase. Yeah. because like that's when it really like because you don't think a lot of those french people left once it wasn't french territory anymore no but weren't some of well no i guess not up north it was really just the dutch Spanish well, and then florida and, too that was still spanish yeah for a long time i don't know that's a weird one we would have to figure that out. well i mean europe in general is an inbreeding cesspool where you never the, there was a time in european history where the 
English king was a Frenchman. The French king was a Spaniard well, or, or a German a or something. class thing, but yeah, yeah, they were all intermarried cousins. Apparently, because... the British queen's a German. Is that where she's from? I don't know I nothing think so. about that. She had family that was related to Nazis. I know that. Well, they... I, mean, I don't know if I can say even, that, but I can't. I did. Even, um, what was it? Like, Tsar Nicholas's wife was like... They're all from some when you're other just place tr- when you're just trading when you're just trading women death. as a way to broker <laughs> peace. You're, there's going to be some or, differences or in your bloodline. Your shittiest sons. <laughs> you're like you, third boy. The way you got married back then was either like it was you're going to go marry that king so that we can be friends, or you're going to marry your brother and you're going to run this country. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's why at least for your love life, being poor was better. A little bit. Yeah. You could marry for love back then. <laughs> Marry for love or marry for a goat, but it wasn't as bad. Yeah. Do you want a business? You want to like now your families make a business together? Cool. Like at least no one. We're a little less poor than we were yesterday. None of us were related before. But then you're all friends still because you see each other on the regular basis. Yeah. It's not like you were just brought here from another country. It's not like you were brought there in traffic to become like someone's love slave. You're a 14 year old girl. You're going to marry this 40 year old king so that we can have I mean, uh, I will, treasure. Right, right. Silver lining, becoming, you know, becoming a ruler. You got some perks. But then also the other things like some people want to cut your head off now. Hey, it worked out for Queen Elizabeth. She's been queen for like 90 years after her husband died. That's true. Cornstalk actively opposed what the British were trying to do and was still calming the other tribes down from trying to go to war with the group that he was friends with. Yeah. So. He went to talk to Captain Arbuckle, who was the leader of this fort on the Ohio River. He didn't even just go to talk to him, right? Like they, it was a meeting. They set it up. Like it was a a a date to plan how we were going to do this peacefully. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But then he made the mistake of saying, "Hey, if the rest of the tribes demand that we participate, I'm not going to. But I'm not going to stop my men from being a part of it because we're. This is a giant. Well, it's." I read it. Like, it's the, the it's, one it's I read. a lot like like any kind of like the bullshit that starts civil like world wars. Yeah, you, you make these packs and these things, and you, you become friends with these people. Whatever the fuck it's called, I forgot now. Treaties. Yeah, no, not that. Like whatever alliances, alliances, and then you have to kind of go with them, or else. You, or yeah, you're, you're fucked over. You're not faithful, yeah. and that's how stupid stuff happens. That's why George Washington didn't want us to have that kind of stuff. I had read this. Um, the UN's actually unconstitutional. Well, our participation in it. Old fuckers, they they, they don't know what they're talking about for modern day stuff anyway. But um, <laughs> it did lead to some terrible, the, terrible situations. The way I read this, uh, the recounting was that the guy who was in charge of the colonists like double crossed him. So that's what I heard, but in this story, this one mm. in particular yeah, that yeah. I heard, it wasn't so much that. So um, Cornstalk was there. It just mentions this guy's name, yeah. but they don't say how he's related. So I was confused because I knew his son died with him. Yeah. So I assumed at first that this is who this was, but there's a man named Red Hawk. Oh, very yeah, very typical, like one of those son. ones like that. But like, that's not his son. That's just the guy that they named that was with him. And then another man. So he was there with, it was Cornstalk. Red Hawk and that other guy. And they didn't give that. And his son's not there yet. His son comes, but he's not there yet. Okay. So Captain Arbuckle, after, you know, this confession that this is something he's going to have to do, takes them hostage. Now, this is where where you hear, where you heard that he double crossed him. But it's kind of said that it might not have been as much of a 
hostage taking as kind of part of a plan to try and broker peace. Okay. Cornstalk may have voluntarily become a hostage. Oh, like, okay, situation. I'm the hostage. Like, don't they're not no going to attack because I'm here. Okay. So if I'm trapped here and you're using me to negotiate, they're not going to attack so I can keep my people back and I'm your friend. Yeah. You don't hurt me. You don't attack my people type deal. Um, because it said he was a great tactician and orator. Um, he was respected by the Americans and the natives alike. And that his battle tactics were later used in the war against the British. Oh, God. Yeah. So he was literally just a charismatic tactician. Yeah. He was like a great military leader, but he also didn't want war all the time, which a great war leader, like a great yeah. general wouldn't want to go to war. Um, so it, it said that he was doing this. He's, he's still trying to broker this peace. But the problem is, at some point, there is gunfire heard. Well, his son comes and his son gets taken then. That's when his, his son comes to the fort to see what's going on. And they, they bring his son in with him. And so he is now a captor too. Or Capti? Capti too. Um, and then after, the day after his son comes, they hear gunfire outside. There was two American soldiers that were outside hunting deer and they were ambushed by native warriors. One of them dies. One of them escapes injured and gets back to the fort. The men in the fort are so angered by this that they ignore the captain's orders, storm into the room where Cornstalk and his men are being captured and shoot them all. Shooting Cornstalk eight oh. times before he falls to the so ground. So it was like a rebellion, like yeah, or a yeah, yeah. like this is a revenge to kill, killing yeah. to kill this guy. Yeah, wow. Revenge I, as as a part of like a getting back for losing their man. They yeah, they were like, we don't care them. who's in charge here. This guy's gonna die. Yeah, that's how I heard the story. I also think I did at one point read a thing where Arbuckle was just a douchebag who <laughs> just turned it like on him. Um, but they shoot, they shoot him eight times before he falls to the ground. Yeah, that man's a beast. Yeah. And on the ground in a room full of gun smoke at this point, his tiny room, black powder guns and whatnot, they were very, in the story, the smoke is a part of it. Uh, he says his last words to the Americans, um, and this is what it was. I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred war, war with you, but only to protect our wigwams and lands. I refuse to join your pale face enemies with the red coats. I came to the fort as your friend and you murdered me. You have murdered my side, my young son for this. May you, the curse of the great spirit rest upon this land may it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its people be paralyzed by the stains of our blood. They curse the land. And from then on, everything bad that happens in West Virginia is his fault. I will say a dying parent's last words about how like you killed me, you killed my boy, and everything you do is going to be cursed. That will lower your morale quickly. It was weird as he brought up his friend first. <laughs> you killed my right hand and you killed my son. That's funny. And I guess, I don't know. I Maybe the right hand like symbolizes his will. You know what I mean? Like your right Maybe. hand it does your will. Um... So this is probably just a bullshit ghost story, though, that vilifies natives in the area and tries yeah. to explain why everything bad happened to them. Pretty good story, though. Up until the Mothman came. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is. Um, in the video that we watched, there's a point where like a girl comes on and she's like, I'm the great-great-granddaughter of Cornstalk. One, I don't mean to be offensive. 
She was a very white presenting woman, which always seems to be the case when these kind of things happen. Can't say that she's not. Yeah, well, but I can say that it puts me especially off because a, a lot of colonists left to go have kids and with and join native societies. But in in all fairness, at the start of it, yeah, it sounded very much like she was promoting the story as true, which I had already researched and discovered was a play, and was like, oh, it's bullshit. Yeah. But then she said, so she just verifies that Cornstalk was real though, and she says that the play was bullshit, and it was just meant to make him a villain for everything bad that happened there. Yeah. Which he I fully like, believe. He's not even the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman's dad. He's Doctor Frankenstein <laughs> of everything bad that's ever happened. And like, what's fucked up? What's fucked up about it is they make him the villain and in reality he cursed them because they are yeah so he's not <laughs> even if he even, even if, if he take even the if play. he managed to curse it even if he did this he didn't yeah. do it as a malicious means of being like a monster this was this was a replay you sow yeah 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 so even in even if it is true he is not the bad guy <laughs> The people of Point Pleasant are bad people. What a world. And ending it with that, saying the people of Point Pleasant are bad people. <laughs> hey, Matt, why don't you tell people where you can find us? Wow, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Did you know that? Uh, best place, though, is our website, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. That's rumrunners, R-U-M-R-U-N-N-A-S, podcastnetwork.com. Uh, there's like all kinds of shows on there. Did you know? There's, that, a, there's a bunch, man. We got shows like Rum Runners, Talk Shonen, Infinite Universes. Senpai Kohai, You Have to Watch This, Chungus Cast. Norwal's Nightmares. Some other Fit, ones. Fit Talk with Nick and Lehigh Valley Food. Lehigh Valley Food. I heard food's pretty good. Food's sometimes pretty good. I eat food. Food's gross for me. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dark Rum Podcast. And if you have any stories you want to tell us about them or you just want to Tell us something we should say. Hit us up at darkrumstories at gmail.com. I have a new request. If you have any sexy fan fiction about, about the, the Mothman, Mothman, oh, please. Please send us that. Can you, or if you could write a fan fiction about me, Kyle, and the Mothman, having a good time. There's some oil involved, but you have to remember our vision of him is a time traveler. Yeah, he's a time cop. So when he takes off sexy his Mothman outfit, cop. you got to come up with what he looks like underneath. Yeah. It's not a moth, man. He, yeah, he doesn't look like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but they would work for the same bureau. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Our episodes are hard to edit sometimes because just weird moments, especially like in the middle of it, like when one of us and by one of us I mean I forget stuff, and then there's just like this weird. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, and then it's like that's like five minutes though. I'm gonna try not to touch the table. Do you ever see the thing where Mark Zuckerberg admits he's not a human? (laughs) No. I believe it, though. He has a conversation. He's like, oh, well, that's because you're a human. And I was a human. I am a human. Really? Yeah, he just has this weird, awkward moment where he's like, God. And then he, because he's so socially awkward, he clarifies it too much to the point where people go, that's not a human. Human wouldn't need to say they're a human that many times. Yeah. <laughs>
Apparently, was, apparently he's like obsessed with Augustus Caesar too, and he like plans a lot of it, bases a lot of his like company decisions, business moves, and like here's a reason that probably is one. He was 19. Caesar? No. Oh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, I know. So when you when you're 19, you build your idea of what it is to be a businessman off of like dumb shit. 